What is up, everybody? Welcome to Monday Show. I see things a little differently. And today was supposed to be a show based just on AEW, like we did a few weeks ago with WWE, the top 10, this and that. And <clears throat> AEW fans, do not get mad, but I've been getting asked, been getting emails, hip on IG, and um, about, hey, what's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts on that? Your, and I'm, and I, it wasn't a part of the plan. A part of the plan was actually to, to kind of do like a month review the very last week of um, December, but so many things have happened and are happening. Plus, I wanted to wait until this week when uh, after Winter's Coming came out to do this. But so many things are going on that I'm going to mix the AEW show. This will be a little bit of a longer show. I'm going to mix the AEW stuff with the, the news and notes. So just if you're mad, just get over it and listen to the show. I mean, it's just one of those things where it just it wasn't done on purpose, but because I did push the AEW, because I could record, I recorded a WWE show, I think before Survivor Series, like a long time ago, month at least a month or two ago. No, it wasn't two months. It was definitely a month and a half ago, and um, close to two months essentially. But um, I held off on AEW because of Winter's Coming, because that's like their Clash of the Titans or Clash of the Champions special. Um, so because of that, this is the things that kind of happened. Plus, this is the second to last week in the year. Next week, I want to just touch on the top, I'm going to say 11 matches of the year, in my opinion, and break down the stories that got us to those matches and everything like that. So <clears throat> just deal with this one little inconvenience. Sorry. Not sorry. Anyways, let's hit some news and notes. Let's hit New Japan first. New Japan has put out their Wrestle Kingdom card for nights one and two. Night one, this will not be in the order. We're going to start from the main event down to the first match that they're going to have. It's going to be Okada versus Tagagi, Takagi, excuse me, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Second of all, it will be Takashi versus Desperado for the Junior Weight Championship. It will be Yoshi, Hashi, and Goto versus Sabre Jr. and Tahashi for the tag titles. Evil and, and I can't remember my own handwriting. Oh, yeah, Evil and Ishii for the Never Open Weight. Shibata will have a return match against an opponent to be determined. We'll have Will Ospreay, Khan, and Cobb versus Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Kenta Ishi, Ishimori, Fantasmo versus Tanahashi, Romero, Taguchi, in a six-man tag, eight-man tag, I believe. Um, then you'll have Sho versus Yo. That's all of night one. I have no predictions for any of this. I'm not going to predict any of this because I just... Um, I'm not fully caught up with New Japan. Night two will be Will Ospreay challenging the winner of Okada versus Takagi. I'm assuming we're going to have Okada versus um, Ospreay uh, match to essentially determine who the heavyweight champion is. Because Ospreay, remember, he got injured at the beginning of this year or in the middle of this year. Like, I think a month into his world championship run with that ugly-ass belt they have. So it's to determine who the champion is. I, I would have Ospreay win, <clears throat> personally. I would. Uh, he didn't get a run. Tanahashi versus Kenta in a no disqualification match for the U.S. title. Cobb versus Naito. Sonata versus Khan. Evil Yoshi. Show versus Evil Takahashi. Show for six man titles. Romero Taguchi. Phantasmal Ishimori versus Tiger Mask. Robbie Eagles for the junior weight tag titles. And yes, a stardom match will make the main card. It will open the show. 
it will be Starlight and Maeve versus Nakano and Saya. So that is your night one and night two cards. Um, if you're going to pay for New Japan, um, I think it's worth it. Like looking at some of these names. I do think two nights is a little bit too much considering that you look at the same people wrestling uh, two nights. In a row. It's like I feel like that's a little overkill at some points. I do like the Osprey thing because he does deserve to be in the main event right now. And Okada does because he won a G1. So we'll see how that goes. But I think <clears throat> because they want to give you so much, excuse me, that uh, it kind of, to me, like, I just don't think two nights is necessary of Wrestle Kingdom. But these people also have like 45 minute freaking matches. So per match. So I, I guess it might be necessary. Anyways, more news and notes. AEW has signed Brody King. So that uh, segment we saw on Winter's Coming from. Uh, Malachi Black, when he said you're more than a king, could be a, alluding to the first member of the House of Black, could be Brody King, as they are friends in real life. WWE believes internally that Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly will re-sign with the company. And to be honest with you, after hearing this, this next piece of news, I can now see it. As Kevin Owens has re-signed with WWE, a multi-year deal, 2 to $3 million a year. He has less road dates. Um... That was kind of a shocker, but apparently he signed a contract about two weeks ago. Um, and look here, he did what he did was what was best for his family, man. So I'm not gonna sit here and be mad at him for that. N- not me, not what, not any way whatsoever. I'm not gonna critique that. That's just stupid and ridiculous to do that when um, people are just doing what they gotta do as best to fits their schedule and their family. So I'm with it. So now. That wasn't that hard, folks. Just news and notes. Well, actually, we have one more thing to get to before we get to AEW stuff. Jeff Hardy was released from WWE after he looked sluggish. And I see, I've seen the fan cam footage of him kind of going into the crowd and kind of just, you know, get being lost. Um, look, I don't know. We don't know what was going on. We don't know if he was on something. If he was, it doesn't matter. If he wants to, t- it gets. <sighs> It's clear he just needs some time off. I know Matt has been pushing, really pushing, for him and his brother to like end their careers together and end them together in AEW. Um, I just think he needs to... I know he's going to go he's on a, an acoustic meet-and-greet, Jeff Hardy is, uh, this month and next. But I just think it's just... He just needs to relax, you know, and um, take some of the pressure off, you know. And maybe at AEW, maybe with New Japan, maybe with some of these shows... Um, it's just stuff he wants to do and not necessarily have to be performing and be the Jeff Hardy of old, you know, so much, much love and peace to and blessings to him. So that's all I'll say about that. Anyways, we're gonna talk about the AEW good moments, AEW bad moments and the matches. And I'm glad I waited. Let's start with the matches. These are in no specific order, just how I wrote them. Number one, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson to a 30 man draw at the Arthur Ashe Stadium show on Dynamite. It was Daniel Bryan or Brian Daniels' uh, first match, the American Dragons' first match in AEW, and what a debut it was. And Ric Flair has made some comments, and at this point, I just have to agree with certain people when they say it's just best to let him talk because he's just he's he just needs attention. He, he things are not going the way he needed them to. Essentially, WWE has banned him from programming for a while. And here's the thing I find interesting about this. I was talking to uh, someone about this before. The reason why, in my opinion, legends like Hogan, Flair, 
always got really offended when WWE they felt was uh, capping on their legacy or I'm doing air quotes there or just not giving them the credit they, they deserve. It's because a lot of times those two need the money really badly. I think Hogan less so now because that Gawker lawsuit has met, I think, he would, didn't he get like 25 or 30 million off that? And I think he's old enough now to where it's like, this is my money. You know, I'm not going to blow this, right? Plus his wife, his ex-wife took most of it. But um, to me, I think the reason why, that's why they take things so hard. But when you look at people like Roddy Piper and Bret Hart, the reason why they're allowed to say whatever they want to say Especially if you look at Bret Hart. He says whatever he wants to say because there's no leverage on him. He has money. He doesn't need their attention. He can he can go off and do a, a book signing tour, an autograph tour on his own and make a bunch of money. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think when it comes to Flair, he just talks. And sometimes when he, you might hear him. He said two things. He said, Brian Danielson is not anywhere as good as Kenny Omega or someone else. I can't remember the other person's name. But I'm like sitting there like... All right. Well, I don't know where that came from. And then he's praising the match that he had with Hangman. That's how you do a Broadway. It's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, I get it. He's probably not the greatest thing to you, but people thought you weren't the greatest thing either. People would, people would say is he could only have the Ric Flair match. Like, it's one, and once again, that's not a bad thing. You know, but it's like, it's like one of those things where it's just like, even when he said something like, I think he said to the effect of, if Triple H doesn't put Brian Danson over, he's not in the position he's in. Oh, boy. Triple H needed him that night at WrestleMania 30 way more than he needed him. Remember, Punk walked out on a match with Triple H. Like, like we, have to, we have to put keep these things in perspective. And this comes from a guy who was a super Triple H fan. But sometimes he, Flair says stuff, and I just look at it, and I already get sent it. And I'm like, man, this dude is really, really doing and talking too much. <laughs> it's just sad, really. Anyways, Omega and Brian, the 30-minute special Arthur Ashe Stadium. The Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros at All Out. Boy, oh boy, is that still cage match something to watch with the, the, the nails on the shoes and Penta taking the shot for his brother and the ultimate culmination of the Lucha Brothers winning their first AEW World Tag Team Champions, even though they were the AAA Tag Team Champions at the time. And they're still the GCW, no, not GC, the House of Glory Tag Team Champions as well. So like they, so that was funny. They had three different promotions tag titles, but this was their culmination on the big stage, um, in my opinion. The Lights Out match, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. We are heading back to this, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is the match for Revolution in March because it's they're 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 bumping heads again. It's 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 little things, but they're definitely bumping heads. And I'm looking forward to seeing that match. That, that lights out match that made both of them stars. Especially when Britt Baker bled. And I love what they said afterwards when Britt was like, that match doesn't count. I'm the face of the women's division. And then the Rosa replied, the face of wrestling. I was like, nice comeback. The blood and guts match. The inner circle versus the pinnacle. Obviously, this is more known for Jericho's uh, crash pad and they kept zooming in on it. But um, it was just a bad shot. That's all. Um... I, I don't take anything from the bump. It's still a fucking crazy bump, but it doesn't take anything from it though. The casino ladder match, the 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 one of the final pieces to the the, the second to last piece of the puzzle of Hangman coming back to essentially um, fulfill his destiny. Came back to a loud ovation like he never left. Wins the match. Does a crazy dead eye on Pac through a fucking. Off the top of a ladder through a table. Just ridiculous bump. Um, 
But this was, like I said, it was the second to last piece of the puzzle he needed. And finally, Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page in the hour brawl where the first time in AEW history they've gone a 60-minute time limit. And this is not over. The Battle of Bells will have a definitive winner. It will be Hangman Page who will give him give uh, the American Dragon his first defeat in AEW. So those are my pick for the top six matches in AEW this, this year. You might see some of these on the top 11 matches a year. I'm going to try to switch things up and actually not have the same overlap and try to pick some different ones that just that may not be the top top, but maybe some that some things that are just worth acknowledging, if that makes any sense. Let's get to the bad of AEW 2021. To me, the women's division is still a work in progress. They have the TNT Championship, I mean the TBS Championship now, so I do think it's giving some more women some shine, and I think with Ruby Soho being able to get that, I think she'll be a great first champion to then be able to transition to someone like, I don't know, Jade or uh, Chris Statland or someone who's not exactly in the women's title picture, but right below it, but still gets enough time that people know who she is. I still think it needs some more tweaking. And there's so and with them having Rampage, I think that does help. That third hour does help, even if not many people watch it. Enough people watch it. You know, like to me, as long as you have Serena Deeb and uh, uh Kuro Shida putting on the matches they're putting on, there's no way you can tell me this women's division can't wrestle. Two, the tag matches need to have a little more balance of rules. Like, I get that that's part of the gimmick of the Young Bucks, that they don't follow the rules. But I think with as many tag team matches as they have, they definitely need to um, be able to just give them more structure, in my opinion. And then it'll make the the matches like uh, the, the, the cage match between the Lucha Bros and the Bucks mean just a little bit more. Three. Cody needs a real direction, and maybe it's... I wrote this after... And then uh, last night, I actually put in parentheses, maybe coming. So he's going to challenge Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. He will not win that. But he did tease going into the heel locker room. To me, I do believe change is coming for Cody. I don't think he's turning heel. I don't. But I do think a real direction is coming for him, whether it's the delusional babyface... I don't think a heel, um, even though that's probably what he should do, because there's way more avenues for him. But it, it's coming, maybe. It's coming, maybe. But uh, he definitely needs a direction. Four, the roster is starting to get so stacked that, to me, people like Lance Archer, they're getting lost in the mix. Uh, Proud and Powerful, are de- they should be in a tag team all the time. They're getting lost in the mix. I just Even Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, like... Jurassic Express should be challenging for these tag team championships. And I get that they have um that everyone has all these different um responsibilities with other belts for other promotions, but we're talking about AEW here. I think so many more people should be and I was gonna get T V time is very limited. I understand. I just truly believe Proud and Powerful and groups like that should be getting more of a shine. Now Lance Archer did get more of a shine this past summer by winning the US title, even if it was for a transitional period. He still got a big win in his hometown over John Moxley, but still, um, he just people like that need a little bit more shine. And finally, five. Some people in AEW just talk too much. Like speaking of that bump in the Casino Battle Royal, then Mark Henry came up and and said that Pac apparently had a concussion, which I don't think that was ever supposed to be revealed because from what I know about Pac, he's very private. So it's kind of just like, why are you spilling the beans about that? Like, why is that a thing for you? 
And even Tony Khan sometimes can talk a little. I know he has a show on Bust Open Radio every Tuesday, but sometimes he can talk a little too much. I think you guys' product proves how good you guys are. And that, yeah, you guys still might be in the honeymoon phase, um, but that's ending really fast. Like, I've even noticed that with, like, let me use their action figures for an example, right? So, I was talking to uh, Figure Four Photos, and he had made a comment to me to the effect of, like, because he used to buy two, when waves would come out, and for those of you who don't know what waves are, it's like a six-figure wave, and and that's considered one wave. He would buy two waves of the same wave, so two two copies of the same wave, one for mint in box, and two to open up, which is what a lot of people who have the money tend to do, right? Remember but I never, and, he, and him and I were talking, like, hey, man, you don't want, I said, dude, the ones I want to be mint in box, I know I'm not going to open them. But, like, dude, they've been coming out with the same fucking figures. There's three Darby Allens. Now it's a ringside exclusive of a Darby Allen figure in a casket. But it's the same figures we've been seeing, you know, with the exceptions of the fucking uh, variant, uh, variant ones, which is only, like, one of 5,000 or one of 3,000, supposedly. But then you have so many Chris Jerichos. You have so many Cody's. You have so many, uh, it just... It becomes overkill. And to me, that honeymoon phase with the action figures is definitely over. The like if you buy the figures, you're gonna buy certain ones. Like even people who I've talked to who were the same way as figure four photos, that's not a thing. They buy the figures they want and that even the new wave that came out, right? That has the best friends, Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy. I can't think of the other last two in the wave. A lot of people are just like, Nope, I'm only getting Chris Statlander. Or this previous wave that one that just got mailed to me. I as like I say, just got mailed to me. I think I have Sting, Warlow, and Tay Conti in it. People just got that way for Sting, for Sting or Tay Conti. Like, it's one of those things where they, like, that's, the honeymoon's over for these figures, right? The honeymoon, the honeymoon figure, honeymoon, the, the honeymoon phase is going to be over for AEW, like, and going into next year. But they've already proven that they can have a good product. And once again, it's a weekly show, so it's going to have some bad moments. That just is what it is. But they've already proven that, that what they can do. And there's no need to go above and beyond and, and and talk as much as some of them have been talking. So I hope that quiets down into 2022. Now, let's get to the top five good. To me, I'll start with number one. The debuts. Punk. Bringing CM Punk out of retirement after seven years. Bringing him back the right way to that uh, just uh, ridiculous roar of the crowd in Chicago. And what they've done with him so far has been magnificent, in my opinion. Brian Danielson. Like, these two are game changers for this company to show that, hey, big names do want to be here. They do have things that other things they want to do besides be in the WWE bubble. Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, Malachi Black, Christian Cage. Like... These people have reinvigorated their career at some, at some points. Like Christian Cage is clearly one of the MVPs of this year, uh, being in the main event of three promotions, some of their biggest pay-per-views, All Out, uh, Bound for Glory, the Royal Rumble. You know, like Jay Lethal <laughs> leaving ROH after ROH hiatus, then getting a chance to main event the ROH's last pay-per-view due to Bandito getting COVID. Like these things are amazing. You can't you you just can't um write this even more perfectly. So it debuts. Number two is Hangman Page fulfills his destiny. We know the story. We talked about it. I won't talk about it anymore. But boy oh boy has it been a journey for him. It's been a three year journey, essentially, two years or whatever. And it was worth the wait. 
Uh, number three, Kenta opens the forbidden door. Yeah, behind the scenes, John Moxley was definitely the one that pushed for a lot of these things, and he deserves a lot of credit. But Kenta then being able to say, "Hey, I want this match with this person." Like he's been, he's been same way Bobby Lashley's been begging for a match with Brock Lesnar. Kenta's been begging for a match with CM Punk for years. Hopefully, he gets it. But he did get his match with John Moxley. He is a current United States champion. He will get his match with CM Punk without a shadow of a doubt. Number four, Sting returns to the ring, not just a uh, mini little match in, uh, what's that, what do they call it? Cinematic match. Um, he looked good uh, against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I'm pretty sure they were honored to put him over. Like, I'm assuming where this is heading with Sting and Darby's, they're, they're going to get a token run with those tag team titles. It doesn't matter which promotion. It's going to be some promotion that's going to give him a token run. And it's going to be Sting's last titles in, in, in his wrestling career. But I think that's where it's just hitting. Heading. Excuse me. And to me, Moxley and Kingston, number five, are just mega stars. And and there's no denying them anymore. Kingston, uh, Kingston just dealing with Brian Danielson... And Punk alone got them booed out of the building because people beloved this guy so much. Like, he will get a run with the TNT Championship. And whoever beats him will get mega fucking heat. So I can't wait to see who that person's going to be. And John Moxley, just the year he's been through, putting his body through a lot of stuff, been just the anchor for, as as while he's having a child with his wife, just being the anchor for that New Japan and going back and forth and doing stuff and just making sure that that U.S. title remained relevant and then just standing up saying hey you know i have a problem i need to go take care of that you know he is still the gcw world champion um he will be back stronger than ever but these two are mega stars and i have to give an honorable mention i have to give an honorable mention to this the glock anderson promo like that i just you just have to say it man it was a part of this year that it was that wouldn't i will never forget it it's what you know what it reminds me of like kurt angles sexy kurt like i remember i forgot about sexy kurt but then the Hall of Fame, he got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and they kept playing that. I was like, I completely forgot this gem of. I think I'll forget about it, and then for some reason, someone will play it one time, and it will. Ne- I'll never forget after that. So it's just such a good promo. He's just so good in the role he plays. He is. He he, he just he's just a great coach, manager, whatever you want to call it. So, anyways, that is your AEW good, bad, the matches. Catch me next week with the last Monday show of 2021. We will talk about the top eleven matches. Like I said, I'm gonna try to switch some things up and 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 uh, not have there be so much overlap because it won't just be encompassing AEW and WWE. It will be all over the wrestling world. So, um, and also I might talk about top eleven matches in all of wrestling and take and keep AEW and WWE out of it. But we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, anyways, that's the show for this Monday. Check out this week's show, this Wednesday show as. We're going to have, I'm assuming, me and Nico are going to be able to get together and record the spoiler uh, version of our Spider-Man review. Also, there is going to be episodes four and five of Hawkeye we talk about. And also, we have, I'm debating. No, I'm not. I'm not debating. I will hold off on my review of episode six until the following week. Um... Because it will be the last week, last Wednesday of the year, and it'll be it'll be nice to go out with a bang. Uh, because we're gonna, yeah, we're giving you guys enough. You you guys get this for free. You guys are getting enough, so you guys will be good. Anyways, that's the show for this Monday. Check me out on Wednesday. We're out.